You are listening to Mindfully Well with Mel, episode number 21. Hey friends, welcome to Mindfully Well with Mel. I'm your host, Melissa Ike. I'm a registered nurse, certified functional nutritionist, and life coach who empowers busy women to attain the life they love and to feel well inside and out. This podcast dives deep into the physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual aspects of what it looks like to live mindfully well. So let's get started. All right, in today's episode, I'm going to talk all about your cravings and what they mean on a physical science-based level, but also what they mean emotionally or mentally, because it's all three of those usually. And what I like women to know, what I want you to know about your cravings is that you're not out of control. Your cravings are not controlling you and that we can learn from our cravings because it's your craving is your body talking to you. What is your body trying to tell you? Sometimes it's trying to tell you that you need some nutrients. You need some specific nutrients. And it does that through your brain. And then your brain will signal to you, hey, this food has this kind of nutrient. Eat more of it. Now, often this actually isn't a piece of celery or carrot, right? It's usually candy or your kid's chicken nuggets or Cheez-Its right? It's those kinds of foods because they're all around. They're easy to grab when actually the foods that you need nutritionally are just a little bit harder to find. But when you can be aware of these signals sent to your mind to tell you to eat a certain food, you can start to think, what else could this craving be telling me? So the three most common cravings that I often hear of from clients is sugar. So this can be any sugary food. It could be fruit. It could be Starbursts. It could be chocolate, any sort of sugary food, sugary cravings. I also often hear specifically around sugar is chocolate. Why do I crave chocolate all the time? Why do I crave chocolate when I have PMS? This is an important one we're gonna cover, so you can um, expect me to cover this. And then also uh, salty, crunchy foods. Why do we crave those, right? What could our body possibly need with a crunchy, salty food? And you might be surprised. And you might be now be able to put the pieces together as to why you crave salty foods. So let's first talk about sugar. One of the most common reasons that we are craving sugar is actually because we've been consuming too much sugar. So when you consume a lot of sugar or refined carbohydrates, so this would be carbs that are like without fiber. So breads, pastas, muffins, cookies, cakes, things like that, right? So these are high sugar foods, not a lot of fiber. So what will happen is that your body will get used to these and it wants to have them around because your blood sugar is just riding the blood sugar roller coaster. It's ups and it's down and it's up and it's down. And your body doesn't like that down. It also doesn't like the up either. So it sends out insulin 
We won't get into the whole blood sugar this episode because I have a lot of it on previous episodes. But what happens is when your blood sugar will start to plummet is that you will have sugar cravings because your body's like, whoa, we can't have this. We can't function with no sugar. So the easiest way to get us out of that slump is to just have more sugar, right? Your body and your mind are always going to look like look for the most efficient way to get your blood sugar to rise. And we can do that by quickly eating highly palatable foods. We'll get a nice little sugar boost. Um, Oftentimes it can be actually thirst. So ask yourself, how much water have you had today? Um, Because it knows that it can, with a carbohydrate food, carbs hold water. And when you have carbs in your diet, then you also are somewhat hydrated through those carbohydrates. So it's just a natural thing for your body to be like, hey, if you're not going to drink water, maybe you would eat something. And so it'll send out cravings for sugars when you just need to drink some water. Um, if you are in your PMS phase of your cycle, so your cycle is about to start, you'll notice that you have a lot of sugar cravings, um, in about the 10 days prior to when your cycle starts. And this is because at that phase of your cycle, the hormone that is, um, most abundant is progesterone and progesterone likes to have sugar around. It, um, prefers to have a little more blood sugar. So you'll notice that if you ever watch your blood sugar, your blood sugar will just naturally be a little bit higher in the luteal phase of your cycle. And that's just because um, progesterone likes to have that around. And so you'll notice that you crave high sugar foods when you're in the PMS phase because your body actually wants more carbohydrates. Now, you can easily do this through healthy carbohydrates, right? Through potatoes, through legumes, through fruit, things like that. That doesn't mean that you need to sit down with a bag of Doritos and a package of M&Ms, right? Because your body doesn't have an M&M problem. Your body doesn't have a Doritos problem. Your body is just looking for some carbohydrates to support the luteal phase of your cycle. Another reason you have sugar cravings is because of insulin resistance. So insulin resistance means that insulin is not working very well because it's been hanging around for too long, too often, too long. And when you have insulin resistance, what happens is that you have sugar sitting outside of the cell and it's not able to get inside of the cell where it will be used. So it's hanging out in your bloodstream, which creates elevated blood sugar. But that sugar actually isn't going into your cell where it would be used. So your cells continue you to send signals to your brain. Hey, we need some sugar. Hey, we need some sugar. Hey, we need some sugar. So your brain is like, oh, well, we need sugar. We'll definitely send out cues. We're right on top of this. Where are the Snickers? So then you start looking for more sugar, even though your blood sugar levels are rising and they continue to rise. But because of insulin resistance, we're not able to get that sugar into the cell where it would actually do the work. And so a way to prevent this is to make sure that your meals are always balanced. You always have, when you're having starchy carbohydrates, you're having them with protein, you're having them with fat and with fiber so that there is slow absorption of that carbohydrate. And so your body doesn't get so used to having insulin hanging around all the time because your blood sugar levels are high. Another reason we can crave a lot of sugar is because of gut dysbiosis. So this just means that there is an imbalance of good to bad bacteria. And that means that bad bacteria has overgrown and the good bacteria isn't able to thrive as well. And those pesky little buggers in there love sugar. They thrive on sugar. So they will send signals up to your brain that say, hey, we need sugar in here. And your brain just doesn't really care that they're bad guys. Their brain is like, oh, okay, great. We know how to do that. Send out the Reese's Pieces. 
We have got this under control. I know where the Reese's pieces are. They are in the back of the freezer. We put them there last Halloween, right? Your gut is so smart that it will tell you to do these things. Those little gut buggers will do that. So if you're noticing you're having a lot of sugar cravings and you don't know why, it could be gut dysbiosis. It could be just a lack of balance of good to bad bacteria in your gut. It can be a lack of sleep. Um, a lack of sleep, your body is tired and it knows that carbohydrates are a quick source of energy. They also feel fantastic. So your body will send out, again, your brain will send out cues to um, eat carbohydrates because it knows it will get a quick boost of energy from them. And it's just trying to get you through the day, right? Because you didn't sleep well last night. And so your body will also do this. Um, another reason is iron deficiency. So if iron an iron deficiency is zaps your energy. So it's going to be similar to what the reason is for the lack of sleep. Your body is just looking for energy. And so it will send out symptoms to be like, or send out signals to go get more sugar because you're very tired from iron deficiency. If you are wondering if you're iron deficient, this is something your doctor can definitely um, do a lab for you. Often we see this in women with really heavy menstrual periods um, because it's the, the blood flow, the lack of, sorry, it's the excessive blood loss every month and not replenishing those stores that you end up to have iron deficiency anemia. And that makes you feel pretty darn tired. And then the last reason for sugar cravings is stress. And stress is, yes, it's a physical thing that's going on with you too, but it's also highly emotional. It's very uncomfortable in your body to be very stressed out. And so your emotions are going to send out signals of discomfort. Like we don't feel good here. This is uncomfortable. And guess what is comfortable? Eating Doritos and M&Ms and peanut butter cups and Snickers. They feel fantastic. They give you such a nice dopamine boost that you forget about the stress for a short amount of time. And your brain receives that dopamine and it was like, hey, that worked really well. Let's do that again. Or I'm going to keep that in my back pocket. So next time we feel like this, I'm going to send you straight to the back of the freezer to grab those Reese's peanut butter cups and then we'll feel better. And just remember that this feeling of feeling better is a short amount of time. It's not a forever solution, right? We don't have a Doritos problem. We don't have a Reese's peanut butter cup problem. We have a stress problem. And so we want to solve for the stress problem. There are a few nutrient deficiencies that can manifest themselves as sugar cravings. So keep this in the back of your mind too. Um, it can be calcium. It can be zinc. It can be chromium and it can be magnesium. And magnesium is the one that I want to touch on because I find so many women have symptoms of low magnesium. And the reason for this is because magnesium is one of the nutrients that is depleted very quickly when we are in stress. Your body will metabolize it super quick. Also, we our vegetables and our produce isn't as magnesium rich as it was way back in the day, way back in the day. I don't know what I'm talking about here, like hundreds of years ago when our soil was nice and rich in all the vitamins and minerals that we needed and it wasn't over farmed. And at this point, a lot of our soil is just becoming more depleted with those high quality nutrients and magnesium is one of the main ones that I will see clients have imbalanced with. If you have a lot of chocolate cravings, especially around your cycle, this is a big, big reason for, or a big sign of magnesium deficiency. And so most of my clients honestly are on magnesium. And you'll hear me say time and time again, 
don't supplement unnecessarily. Don't use supplements to cover up a bad diet. You know, you've heard me say that many times. Um, however, most of us can use a magnesium supplement. Just make sure it's a high quality magnesium. I prefer magnesium glycinate versus other magnesiums. Um, some of the other ones can cause uh, loose stools and that's an unpleasant process. But magnesium glycinate is great for um, muscle rejuvenation. It's great for restless legs. I, I have a lotion with magnesium in it and I use it on my legs at night so that my legs aren't all itchy and crawly. I do have restless legs. Um, it can also help with someone who has constipation um, because magnesium helps relax muscles. So it's great to take before bed because you start to feel nice and relaxed. And then it also helps with regular bowel movements. So if you're somebody who struggles with constipation and restless legs and falling asleep at night, you are a wonderful candidate for magnesium glycinate. The other craving that we often have is salt. I had somebody submit a question to me a few weeks ago and she asked, is it weird that I just want to eat pickles all the time? And I was like, yes, yes, that is weird. And here's why, because pickles are very salty, right? And there's a reason why she continues to crave salt over and over again. And I asked her about her stress and her stress was significant. And there is a reason why we crave salt when we're stressed. And here's the reason. When we are stressed, it pushes on our adrenals. And when we are pushed on our adrenals, it also lowers the production of a hormone called aldosterone. And this little guy regulates water and your mineral balance. And when you are in adrenal fatigue, which just basically means you're kind of burned out, you're just, things aren't working very well, you're pretty fatigued, this will lead to a fluctuation between your water and your salt. And that can show up as low blood pressure, a rapid pulse, and just being very tired. So your body will push out sodium and try to hold on to water in a way to compensate. And this will send out cravings that you need more salt. And what often happens is that in our diets, we've been told that we shouldn't have very much salt, right? We should keep it under 23 milligrams a day and no more than that. And we kind of freak out when it's more than that. And we're like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna have high blood pressure and heart disease. And that's not really true, especially if you have a whole food diet. Remember your sodium intake is gonna be really low and we need sodium to live. So I, for somebody who's eating a whole food diet, most of your food is coming from whole foods, do not be afraid to salt your foods because you need to, especially if you have a very high stress life, you need to increase your sodium intake to combat that adrenal insufficiency. I especially love a packet of Element, which is an electrolyte supplement. I use this in the afternoon if I notice a slump in my energy. And then I'll have one of these and it gives me a nice little boost. I also salt my foods frequently because I don't eat processed foods. Um, so if you're somebody who does eat processed foods, so be honest with yourself, it's if it's 20% or more, I would say even 10% or more of your food intake is processed, then that means you're already getting added sodium into your diet and you probably don't need to add more because processed foods are loaded with sodium because it keeps the food fresh. So those are great things to use to increase your sodium. If you notice that you are somebody who does have low blood pressure, if your pulse 
tends to be elevated. If you feel, sometimes you'll notice little heart palpitations um, and just lower energy and you just know that you're in a chronic stress state, you definitely want to pay attention to your salt cravings and honor them. And then I also wanted to know, so I had to look this one up about um, crunchy cravings and because I was like, I don't know of any minerals that you would be deficient in if it was crunchy. I was like, well, maybe vegetables because vegetables are crunchy, but it turns out that crunchy cravings are just coming from wanting an enhanced experience with your food because crunchiness um, can be cathartic because they can also um, help fulfill something that if you are feeling uh, frustrated or angry with or resentful, and it will fulfill a sensory emptiness. And so it's just basically more entertaining to have a crunchy food. It also does resemble more freshness. So sometimes we relate it to that, even though, I mean, potato chips are not fresh, but our brain likes to just focus on the fact that it just feels really good, right? And Um, speaking of feeling good, a lot of our cravings are going to be emotional, right? Just because we have a feeling does not mean that if we eat the food, it goes away. You're just going to have the food and you're just delaying that emotion because it's still going to be there, right? I've said it. This is the third time. You don't have a Doritos problem. You don't have a Snickers problem. You don't have a Girl Scout cookie problem. What you have is a problem of not feeling your emotions, not processing your emotions, and just trying to eat them away. Because because when you eat, instead of feel your emotions, you get to be distracted for a short amount of time. You don't have to feel your emotions, right? Because there's nothing there to feel right in that moment. And you get to focus just on the food and the food that's giving you a dopamine hit. And it also just touches on all the right kinds of things, right? It tastes fantastic. And so you're just avoiding your emotions. And once you're done with that food and the satisfaction goes away, then you're just stuck with your emotions again. And your brain is going to remember how wonderful Snickers work to get rid of that uncomfortableness. And it's going to send you to go grab another one. And so then you have the option at that point of either being conscious and saying, hey, what's going on here? Because it's not Snickers, right? It's because I'm annoyed at my kids. It's because I actually am physically hungry and I'm not taking the time to sit down and eat. And what happens when we do this over and over again and we just continue to eat and not feel our emotions is then we end up with another emotion called guilt and shame. And we're like, why can't I just not do this? Why do I keep running away from things? Why do I keep eating this food? I said I wasn't going to, and yet I continue to do it. I'm just out of control. And then we end up with another spiral because these are negative emotions and you're creating them with your thoughts and with your words to yourself. And the more negativity that you speak towards yourself, the more negativity you'll breed. Because what begets negativity is you'll find more of it. You'll be a magnet for it. Whereas when you can be positive about, hey, what am I feeling? Why am I feeling it? There's nothing wrong with me. It's just a feeling in my my body, which is a vibration. You can process it and then you can move on. And then you can move on to more positive things and understanding yourself on a deeper level. And then you get to be a magnet for positivity versus a magnet for Doritos and Snickers. Just remember, emotions don't have a need for food. Emotions have a need to be felt processed and understood. All right, guys, that's all I have for today. I will see you next week. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mindfully Well with Mel. If you're ready to take practical steps to live a more mindful and healthy life, I encourage you to follow along on Instagram. You can find me at Melissa underscore Ike, where I share tips to help women just like you become healthier, lose unwanted weight, and feel well without the extremes and overwhelm. If this episode resonated with you, please leave a review on iTunes, which helps me to continue to create content you love. Finally, please note that the material in this episode is for educational purposes only and is not intended as a replacement for medical advice. Thanks for listening.